Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Welcome to a Friday, September 29th edition of the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. Uh, today we're going to be talking first up about some a big article that hit with Vulture. So there is a long, t- long, long-form article about DC Entertainment as a whole and really specifically talking about the movies, but it has... I don't think there's anything groundbreaking in it, but it has a ton of little nuggets, and that's interesting. It does have quotes from Jeff Johns, DC President Diane Nelson, and John Berg from an interview that took place at San Diego Comic-Con back in July, mm-hmm. and so it covers a lot of the history of DC Entertainment and what and how it's successful in movies, TV, and comics, and or how it's successful in TV, comics, and video games, and how it's struggled with the movies and everything like that. Uh, it's like I said, it's long. There's a lot of good stuff in there. There's also some really out of place editorializing that's kind of weird, and I'm sure some people have freaked out by some of this stuff. But I don't think there's anything really groundbreaking other than um, some interesting stuff. So I'm going to just run down. I made a ton of notes of what's going on. So I'm going to run down these with you, Zach. And yeah. you can stop me if you have anything interesting to say about that. <laughs> yeah. Or if I just have anything uninteresting to say, I'll still stop you. Well, yeah, that's usually what you do. Um, so it, it talks about how DC Entertainment formed back in 2009 to uh, cohesive DC Comics and everything. and But they never really had an impact in the movies until Batman v Superman came out with a negative response critically and since then Jeff Johns and DC Entertainment as a whole they finally sort of earned their stripes as they called it and the last since that time basically they've been planning out the universe methodically and slowly and uh, Diane Nelson points out that it's it's very much a plan even if it seems like chaos based on the general news Mm -hmm. and so you know Johns and the rest of DC Entertainment now have Obviously, we know they've got a bigger imprint in what's going to happen with the films and especially going forward. They did point out they will maintain continuity, but there won't be anything forced. So if a particular director, you know, if Matt Reeves doesn't want to include any other characters, he doesn't have to. But they're also open to that if they want to. Yeah, and that that goes back to something that I think we've said a couple times with these films in particular is if it serves the story, then it's awesome. If there is some some sort of connection in one film to the next, but if it's not going to actually help the film, if it's going to hinder the film, then it's it's nice that they're not going to force them to put it in there. But obviously, they're also on the on the flip side of that, they're also not going to just like do weird things that don't make sense between the movies. Like they're not going to have one character do something in one film that would directly contradict something that happens in another film. So. That's I like what they're saying there. Yeah, they they really do point out that they still plan absolutely plan to be director driven. Um, I think the director just has to have a vision of the character and the story that can make sense in the general world, obviously. And so, um, but as long as that fits in line, then they can sort of slot in a movie anywhere they want. And you know, if Matt Reeves doesn't want other characters, he doesn't have to. Hypothetically, if Joss Whedon wants Nightwing to show up in Batgirl, that's fine too. Uh, I love the connections. I love the, the interconnectedness. I love seeing that. But if it if it doesn't make sense for the story, then I definitely can't blame them for avoiding that and, and directors not wanting to force that in. Right. And so along with that, some movies will obviously be more connected than others. Justice League, as we know, is going to be a continuation 
what we've seen from the previous films, obviously. So that's going to feel very much like everything before it. Whereas Aquaman sort of gets to be its own thing and its entire own thing like Wonder Woman was. Right, right, yeah. With just sort of rare connections. They also talked about the side label, you know, the, the one we've talked about with the Joker film and potentially others. And Jeff John said that will probably be announced soon-ish. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think more than anything else, just the when they when it got we got the news about this kind of side Joker thing and maybe the fact that they're starting up some sort of side label. I think we have you and I just personally have talked about this. It is like probably the biggest ratio of amount of news to amount of time we've spent talking about it. Like there is hardly any real concrete details put out, and then we've talked about it a whole lot. And so again, this is piquing my interest. And obviously, I want more details announced. But so it sounds. Sounds like maybe we will get that sometime soon. Yeah, we've talked a lot about it on the podcast and off the podcast. Um, right. Just things, yeah, we know so little, and yet um, we there's so much to discuss about it potentially. So the, it also goes back and talks about how DC execs had no, pretty much no creative input with anything before 2016, which we knew. And in particular, it points out how Jeff Johns made some notes for Man of Steel that you know maybe it should include some more lighthearted moments moments of levity and that was basically ignored yeah and so that that's really interesting that they obviously i think that's what they're trying to change now uh is just to get them involved a little bit more and i I think they're going in the right direction now to get especially jeff johns in charge he's i i know some people maybe don't aren't that familiar with star wars and a lot of stuff there too but like pablo hidalgo he's kind of in that role now like if you want to do something in Star Wars, you kind of have to go to him and make sure that it actually works, especially like continuity wise. But Jeff Johns is even more other than just continuity, just like creative wise, too. Um, so I'm I like what Jeff Johns does. So him getting a bigger role and a bigger say in what's going on, um, I think is good. But it, it doesn't make me worried that I still think they really are putting their money where their mouth is and saying and having director driven movies and they have a lot of freedom to do things creatively that they want to, but um, I don't know. I like what Jeff Johns does, so I, I hope that his his notes get unignored in the future. And I, well, they <laughs> definitely will be because he has the input now where <laughs> right. it, it can't be ignored. And I think Man of Steel is a great film. I think I probably could have benefited from a little bit more levity and a little bit more uh, a little bit more of that mixed in. But I know a lot of people are concerned that you know this is these films going forward are just going to be all jokey or too jokey or kitty or anything like that uh to which i say just pick up any jeff johns comic (laughs) i mean he he does have humor in there he does have moments of lightheartedness but there there can be they're very serious and when the time especially when it's important so it's kind of like with i think wonder woman is sort of going to be almost the baseline going forward that yeah. amount of humor, I think it did a good job of having humor without, while still not taking away from the serious moments. And I think it's all sort of, all the films going forward are going to be on a scale like that. So Aquaman, I can see Aquaman being about the same as Wonder Woman, maybe a little more serious. I think Shazam is going to be much more lighthearted mm-hmm. than that. And I think, you know, going forward, uh, everything, it's going to be sort of be on a case by case basis based on the character. So, you know, we know Batman's one thing. Um, and I think it's going to be up to the character, but you, I think you still need some moments of levity in films, even in super serious films, even something like the dark Knight. If that didn't have some levity, it would have been a much different film. Right. 
uh, Berg mentioned that they talk about we talk about four things: heart, heroics, humanity, and humor. Yeah, and that's that's perfect. Like jumping off of what we were just talking about, and I, to me at least personally, I hope that is in order of importance because that's I think if I had to pick those four, that's how I would rank them too. I'd want heart first, then heroics, then humanity, and then humor last. Not that humor isn't important; it's still one of the, like the big four. But I think it's something you can have once you make sure those other three parts are solid and are good and coming through in your film. Yeah. And and like I said at the last point too, I think all of those things are needed and it comes down to the film sort of how much of each you need. But I think heart heroics heroics and humanity are definitely needed in everything. And at least some humor is needed mixed in. Yeah. And really those four things kind of like play off of each other as well. Like if you don't, it's kind of hard to show the heart of the character if you don't have some sort of humor there. And like the heart, humanity, and humor thing, that is all, they all go together. And then heroics is really what kind of puts them above us and why we, you know, sort of idolize them and go watch them in movies and stuff. So they all have to play off each other in, in some ways. Yeah, and that's definitely not to mean past DC films have not had those things. I don't I don't think that's the case at all. I don't, I can't think of a more heroic movie moment in any movie than... Bruce Wayne running into the destruction of Metropolis at the start oh, yeah. of Batman v Superman. Oh yeah, <laughs> like there's not a more I I can't think of a more heroic moment than that. So it, the films have already had those. I think some of them could have used a dose more of that, but um, you know it's something they're going to make sure is a part of things going forward. Yeah. Uh, so really interesting. Getting into Justice League specifically, it, it mentions that Johnsonberg were looking to revamp parts of Justice League. It didn't say when but probably most likely after principal photography. That's my guess. And they had already been talking about to Joss Whedon about Batgirl. So John said, everyone was excited about Joss being part of DC. And we thought he'd be great to write the justice league scenes, the digital photography scenes that we wanted to get. And then of course we know Whedon took over after the, the horrible Snyder family tragedy. Uh, but it sounds like at least initially Whedon was brought in by Johns and Berg. And then maybe Snyder, uh, gave the okay to for him to direct it, but I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it is is interesting. I, I'm not sure what all we can glean from that, but again, Johnsonberg getting a little more say, a little more creative say in the films. Well, it, it also makes me think that Whedon has been around for a while. You know, that would yeah. mean, and and this came out before. You know, Whedon was involved before Snyder stepped away, but I think. If if Whedon is going to be leading Justice League to the finish line, the earlier he was involved would probably be better. Yeah. Just because he would have no more everything what's going on, be able to fit everything together better. Yeah, exactly. So I know there's been a lot of talk recently about like all these announcements or even though nothing's been announced, but all these leaks or rumors or reports of films that are in development, various stages of development. And Johns was asked about that. And he said, some of the stuff is true. Some of it isn't true. When we talk about things or we're making deals for people to develop scripts or whatever, sometimes things leak, sometimes things are misreported and it's frustrating because we do want to go out there and talk about what our strategy is. And this stuff just muddies the water. There's a lot of internal conversations going on about how do we kind of help clean that up a bit? Yeah. And to some degree, I think you're kind of fighting a losing bet. Like there's always going to be leaks and you have to know that, but um yeah i i mean i would not want to be in his shoes i i know that that has to be extremely frustrating and difficult to to know that you to know everything that you know and know what's really going on and then to see it like get misreported or you know game of telephone and details change and whatnot and then 
not really being allowed to go out and just set the record completely straight. And there's, there'll always be things that we don't know that happen behind the scenes. So I guess I can definitely sympathize with what's going on. Right. And so the easy follow-up question would be, well, why not just announce what is going on? And the answer to that being is, you know, John's talked about this before, but you can't really announce it to until um, everything's in place. They don't want to make announcements until everything's in place and finalized and they've got some more time for concrete things to go on. Right, right. And also, I think I think the leak thing is largely uh, overstated because well, the vast majority of the public doesn't know anything about this news or announcements. And my guess is... Uh, some people at W WB is getting purchased by AT&T. We know that. And my guess is that whenever that happens, people's jobs are on the line. So it wouldn't surprise mm-hmm. me if some WB execs, I bet the DC people don't want it to get out, but I bet some WB execs who want to make sure their job stays secure might want it to get out to their boss that a, a, a superhero movie involving Martin Scorsese, they might want right. that information out there that they're developing that and they're developing a a all these other films. They probably want that get out to get out so they look better to their incoming boss. Right. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> and you know, overall, uh, Nelson points out while, while films are important, they're just one part of everything with DC Entertainment, and it's important for the to be successful everywhere else, TV and games and everything like that. Yeah. And also mixed in there, now this came from the author, there's not a direct quote, but it said that Titans will be in a completely separate universe to itself, the the new DC streaming service. That's not super surprising. I I mean, I think that makes sense. No, it wasn't surprising either, but it's the closest thing we've got to official confirmation. Right, yeah. And and one last (laughs) nugget, the writer was researching how the term DCEU came to be, Abraham Reisman, so he shared it on Twitter, and he said... Nobody at WB uses it, and they never knew where it came from. So he tracked down the original article. It was an Entertainment Weekly article from 2015, and he asked the Arthur about it, where he came up with that, and he he said he just made it as a joke. And <laughs> he even put like a a trademark sign after it as a joke, but uh, a lot of people just took it and ran with it. So it's really not called the DCEU or the DC Extended Universe. Well, that uh, we have been calling it that for quite a while. What what should we start calling it? Are you? Are you well, okay with still calling it that? Well, nobody in an official capacity has ever really used that. Right. So it's it's never really been an official term. Uh, I think we'll, I don't know, we might call it that for now, but we always change it up, so I don't really care. Right. Uh, that's all we have for today. We do have a ton of other news that we won't be able to get to, but we'll be back this weekend previewing the upcoming seasons of The Flash and Legends of Tomorrow with special guest Travis Hines. Thanks for listening, and make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and dcdailydrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.